Good morning, good morning, and welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Porsche Cooled. I'm not going to say podcast. Porsche Cooled. Welcome back to Porsche Cooled. It's uh, we're, I'm recording this, and I'm going to introduce someone very, very shortly. You'll be surprised. It's, I'm recording this on a Thursday, 8.30 in the morning in um, London, and this episode is almost like a live recording because this episode goes live at midday here, which is a few hours' time. So we pulled this one together. And I've got a very special guest today, and you guys might remember this person from all the chats Steve and I have had on the podcast. It's Marco. Marco, welcome, mate. Hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hey, mate. I was waiting for it. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I was waiting for it. No. Hello. How the fuck are you? How about that? Okay. Now we've, we've got a censored episode. <laughs> So everyone will remember, I'm just going to do the little spiel here. Everyone, I don't know if everyone, everyone should remember Marco. Marco was on Owner Stories. He's on Owner Stories number 46, which is a while ago now because we're up to 71, even, even more than that because I've recorded more episodes. Um, Steve and Marco have a common bond. Can I say that? A common bond, Marco? Yes. <laughs> uh, Steve's uncle. We both drive Porsches. <laughs> you both drive Porsches. And Steve's uncle is Marco's father-in-law. And Marco owns a couple of Porsches you would have remembered from his owner stories. If you haven't heard that owner stories, then pause this episode now, go back and listen to owner stories number 46 and then come back. And Marco's got a 911, which we'll, we'll talk about Marco's cars a bit when we get into it. But Marco, everyone's wondering, where's Steve? Do you know where he is? No. Where is he? No one knows? No. You haven't seen him? No, he's probably out enjoying some windy roads. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely with the rain in Sydney. Yeah, I know. I know. Look at the weather here in London. It's beautiful. Beautiful. He's uh he's been a he's been pretty busy, hasn't he? He has been really busy. And I'll I'll just get into that. I'll just give the listeners because I'm sure all the listeners are wondering what's happening with uh, the podcast and everything, Marco. So just bear with me for a sec. So as you know, everyone knows, two months ago I decided to stop the podcast for a lot of reasons. Um, mainly because it was becoming really a lot of work. Um, but also because of other things, scheduling things and, and other things in the background, which we don't always talk about on the podcast. So we're back. We're back in a way. We're, we're back in a way that the Portugal podcast, Marco, is going to be um, owner stories only for a bit. We're going to have the Tuesdays episode. Um, I just said to Marco then, do you want to come back on for more episodes? He said no comment or something like that. I think he might have swore, but I'm not going to repeat exactly what we'll he said. S- we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So everyone knows the podcast used to be two episodes, it used to be Tuesdays and Fridays. What from 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 for a little bit now it's gonna be it's just gonna be on Tuesdays. Uh, I brought it forward a little bit. It's gonna be uh twelve oh oh or twelve PM or midday. Um every Tuesday. That's uh pretty British summertime at the moment, so BST. Uh, so that's when it's gonna go live. And if you're a Patreon member, uh, if you want to join Porsche Good on Patreon. Um, that supports the podcast, and that will go up uh, a day earlier. So they'll, you guys will listen to that. Actually, you'll listen to this episode today because uh, it'll go up on Thursday. So every Tuesday, Porsche Cooled uh, owner stories. I've been recording them. I've been recording the Mark I was just saying to you for I think it's a couple of weeks now. I don't know. I think it's the last two weeks since I got back to London. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Had some really good people actually. Some really really good stories and some interesting cars. We've got like a spider coming up. We've got. You know, some, some really good cast um, coming up, good owners. Cool, cool. So, um, yeah. How does it feel? How does it feel to be back? It's good. 
it's good. I like the pressure that we won't be doing the two episodes for a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the owner stories and I like it because it does give me, uh, and I know Steve like this too, it gives you a bit of a break from your normal life, you know, your normal work life. And you can sit here and you can just talk to someone who you've never met before. Like what we, we just did then, you know, these are all done by Zoom. I turn on the Zoom. I've never met anyone before. They come on and all of a sudden, you know, that thing, that this Porsche thing that, that people keep telling me it's not about the car, it's a community. It just kind of kicks in and, you know, we have a good chat. You're and that's, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's really cool. So like I said, um, no Friday's episode. Steve, where is Steve? We're joking about it before, but Steve and, Steve and I, we're a bit hard to sort of tie up our schedules. Steve's got a, like a, a lot of things changed in his, his sort of personal life and work life, so his schedules are all over the place. It's really hard for him and I to, to hook up an episode. We did try to get Steve on this episode today, so Marco and Steve and I had a, have a three-way, so to speak, but it was, just, uh, it, just, it was just too difficult. So Marco sort of uh, stood up and said, he will still do it with me, which was great. So that's where we are today. So thanks, Marco. Steve. Steve, next time. <laughs> so let's talk about next let's just time. let's just talk about Patreon. Um, I just want to mention one new member of Patreon, and this person will also be on a upcoming owner stories. I haven't recorded or scheduled him yet, but he's going to be on owner stories. That's Michael. Uh, Michael's from the US. Marco, he's got a nine nine seven. I'll say his Instagram so people can follow him beforehand. It's at nine nine seven Panamericana. Uh, Michael's another guy who's got a nine eleven. Really enjoys it, Marco. Gets out, drives it in all types of weather, not like me, uh, and uh, takes some great photos on his uh, on his Insta as well. So check that one out. But he'll be coming up on a future owner stories. But now he's a he's a new member of Porsche Cooled, uh, and he joined it um, just I think just when I quit, just when I quit. Yeah, it's funny, Marco. Um, when I canned the the when I when I said Porsche Cooled was on a break and it was stopped, um, mm-hmm. the Patreon support. Choo, was gone on on a slippery slide. Everyone was cancelling yeah. their uh, everyone was cancelling their um, memberships. I won't say who the first person was, but it's someone we all know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. what do you what do you what do you say? What do you say to that? <laughs> I'll be back. I'll I think it's just the uncertainty. Maybe. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's understandable. I don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of you yeah. know a lot of the regulars on there who always support the podcast, mm. um, who have been who are just stayed as a member and, and keep supporting the podcast even over the last two months. So I really appreciate that. So thank you. Um, we'll just touch on um, Porsche Cool Donor Stories, um, the last one we did. So the last one I did was episode 71 with David from from Sydney. David, you remember Marco had the uh, Turbo 996 like yours? Yes. Very nice. In the special color, which yeah. I can't remember the name of now. Can you remember the name? Oh, no, I can't. It was the rose slash champagne slash... Silver. <laughs> you yeah. thought it was rose, right? Yeah, yeah with the I thought um, it was a bit more like cassis red, but it was it's kind of a it's a silver shade, but it has mm. rose undertones. That's how I call great it. Great color. Yeah. yeah great, great, great color. color. And also with yeah. those what do you think of those roof wheels actually? Because you've got the turbo. Would you would you change your wheels out for a roof wheel? Uh those roof wheels are quite nice. I I, I really like those roof wheels. Um I'm really particular with wheels. I mean, I love the Standard 996 turbo wheels, they look great. And I think having the car slightly lowered helps that as well. But the roof wheels that he has on his car, they're great. Really good design. They look really good. Yeah. He's uh, He's been pretty busy doing some servicing and 
odd jobs on his car. I've noticed on Instagram as well. He, good on him. He does a lot of work himself. It's great. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, he, he's into it. That's for sure. I liked how he said when yeah. he got the car and he and he took it all apart and cleaned it for two months. Like did a full detail. Yeah. Like he took the time. <laughs> I think I'd be like hanging to drive. I smiled it. at that because I thought, <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd do the same if I had a shed like his. I love how he he called it the shed, but. It's huge. Good on him. I know the the David's uh, uh, David shed. David's in Sydney. He's outside of Sydney, so he has a bit more space than some of us. But the shed was great. It's the shed that we all want. Um, I should tell you guys. I should tell the listeners again who David is and what his Instagram is. And of course, I don't, the one thing I didn't write down is that. Can you remember it, Marco? Nine nine six roof, um, isn't it? Nine nine six roof. Uh, yeah, Roof nine nine six turbo. That's David who we're talking about. It. David's a detailer in Sydney, and he's got um, he's got a really cool nine nine six turbo, nineteen inch roof wheels. He was on the last owner stories, but check out his Instagram. Give him a follow. Sorry, because David, um, <laughs> forgot your Instagram handle. Yeah, I didn't write that. No, down. it's a great car. Yeah, great car. So, owner stories. That's it. So, like I said, the next one will start up on Tuesday. Tuesday, the whatever that is, third of April. Is it third or fourth of April? See how organized I am today. I'm still a bit rusty because I haven't been doing these for that long. Third, third Tuesday, 3rd of May. Sorry, not April. Tuesday, the 3rd of May will be the first one. And it's a good one. I've told Marco who it is, but I'm going to keep it a secret to you guys until it goes live. It involves shark blue, my favorite color at the moment. Marco sort of went off it, didn't you, Marco, after the duck and whale event? Yeah, a little... I liked it on my screen, but not in person for some reason. I've said this story before, um, but I, I have seen, I have seen the the um, Instagram page that you're referring to there, and in that particular case, it looks really good. It does really, look really good, and yeah, it's really weird yeah. that in Canary Wharf here where I am at the moment, I saw a the same one. I saw the same color in okay. London. Cool. The color looks completely different here than it does in Amanda's photos, though, and it looks it's still yeah. different to me than what it did in um, in Sydney. We saw it in at the Duncan Whale event in the GT3, right? Marco was a new GT3 yeah. that was yeah. parked there, and everyone knows I was a bit of a hater of that color. And I and I told the owner who's coming up about that, and I was a hater of the color, but now I quite like it. And you were the opposite, weren't you? I was the opposite. I'm, I still love uh, crayon. It, it, to me, that that looks really good, but I, it did surprise me. I I was sold on Shark Blue, and yeah, it just uh, in person it was a, it was a little different. Didn't yeah. um, didn't do it for me. It's a bit like crayon, though. That color. It's a bit like crayon, where it does actually like it really changes a lot with the light, doesn't it? The it, way, yeah, the way it plays, yeah, 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 the way it plays with the light is really good, really yeah. different. I've seen I've seen crayon both indoor and outdoor. Um, outdoor being that the day we were there at the um, Duck and Whale, yeah, cars and coffee. Um, it looks, it looks, it looks really good. Yeah, really good. I'd pick that. I'd go with Crayon. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I like Crayon Chalk. Mm. I don't know which one it's called in which country, but Crayon Chalk. I really like that color. I don't understand mm. on um, Smoking Tire that they always like say how much they hate it. Um, I'd rather have yeah. a crayon chalk um, spider than a cassis red with red interior spider. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. It's like the Nardo, Nardo Grey as well. They're very similar. They're all sort of similar looking, aren't they? Different yeah. names, but very similar. Yeah. And, you know, in London, I, I've been a little bit heads down here since we've been back. I mean, we've been back in London, Mark. I think you asked me that and I can't even remember because we went to Dubai. Uh, we went to Expo in Dubai again just to look at the projects that we did there just before it closed. 
because it was running for six months and now it's finished. And then we went to Bahrain. We went back to the flat in Bahrain. Um, wasn't the best time to be in Bahrain because it's um, start of Ramadan, so it's like a little bit difficult. So we decided to leave yeah. Bahrain because not much was happening work-wise at that point. And then we came back to London. But I haven't really been into London <laughs> since we've been back. I know that's really weird because this is London, but I haven't really been into the city, the center of London. Because yeah. I haven't seen, I'm thinking, you know, that I'm going to see a lot of GT3s here. There's obviously going to be a lot of GT3s on the road. I'm looking forward to seeing one on the road in London, like a GT3 or GT3 Touring. Because even Natasha said the other day, we were coming back from a run here. Mm-hmm. And a convertible, she was behind me, so she wasn't with me. We talked about it later. A convertible was coming towards us, a 911. Sounded pretty good. And I'm looking yeah. at it thinking, is that a 997? Like, I couldn't work out what it was from the front. It was grey. Or silver grey. It was grey, no grey grey. Um, and then it was coming towards us and it was a 991 Carrera S. Okay. But I don't know what it is about cars in London. When you see, they look so different on the road <laughs> to what they do in right. Sydney. Like it looks yeah. super cool. It sounded really, really good. And even Tash says, she said, why does, that, why does that Cabriolet look so much better here? And I said, I don't know. I don't know why Cabriolets look good here because the limited time you have to drive them here is, we, is not that, you know, you don't have much. You have like a handful no, of months. But they really do. Would there be many cabs on the road there? There's a few. There's more than you think. Okay. Yeah, okay. there's more than you think. And, yeah. I, you know, this is the thing about the English, and I really love people in the UK because they really do, whenever the weather changes, people make every mm-hmm. make the most of every minute. It's not like us in Australia where we get a bit lazy, Mark, oh, it's going to be another sunny day, it'll be sunny again tomorrow. It's here like you get a sunny day, you go out, you spend the whole day out, you enjoy the sun, you go online the park, you sunbake, you do whatever because it might not happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So... We're sport here. We are. We are. You can hang around. So you wouldn't have seen many. Have you seen any 992 GT3s there? Because it's how long no. has it been since you've been? No, you wouldn't have. No, I've only seen the Spider well, here. Um, I've seen yeah. a few. Well, around this area, that I've seen a couple of Bentleys, actually. I've seen the new Bentley convertible, which, I, which I've seen twice now, a black one. A guy must live somewhere around um, East London here. Um, mm. What else did I see? That's about it. You know what I did see? I saw in, in Dubai, we were in um, Dubai and we are going to Dubai Mall. And to get to Dubai Mall, you get off the metro stop and you have to walk like, God knows, like freaking like a, a kilometer just to get into the mall from the metro stop. Like it's a long mm-hmm. walk. So you're walking along these elevated walkways. And at one point, you can there was an apartment block. And it's a really expensive apartment block right next to Dubai Mall. And I looked down and then there's like a, um, I reckon Evo, there's a, Speciali, Ferrari, there's a Urus, and then there's a GT3 RS, and they're all parked in this like visitor parking of this <laughs> of this apartment block. And I'm looking down, thinking, man, oh man, this this place. <laughs> and the dealers there. I got to tell you about the car dealers. You're coming in from the airport, right? And we stay at Mall of mm-hmm. the Emirates, and you see the dealers. You're on the you're on um uh the main road, which I can't think. What is it called? I can't remember it. And you're coming in from the airport and it's multi-lane, right? There's a lot of traffic. And your dealers are all lined up the road when you're coming down the road. And the cars look this big, Marco. They look so tiny because the showrooms are so So enormous. They look like toy cars. You're looking in the car in the taxi and it's like, they look like toy cars. It's so bizarre like this. And they're like, What's the stock like there? What's the stock like there? So much. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's so many dealers. Like, there's so much. I didn't even go to, like, visit any of these dealers, but there's even just, like I said, driving in from the airport, there's just so much. Like, there's so much in Dubai. Yeah. And you see so many. 
honestly, the, the cars that you see are just insane. They're just yeah. everywhere. They're just everywhere. Like rolls everywhere. I keep seeing, kept seeing rolls in really weird colors. I mean, obviously they're like limousine cars, I guess, but it's just, um, yeah. it's crazy. Lamborghinis, lots of Lamborghinis. I kept seeing them from our hotel window going on the, on the freeway. All right. Um, so that was that, Dubai, and then back to London. Um, recommendation. I'm going to start for recommendation, Marco, because I, I mentioned to you this before we started recording, and I saw it on, and I hope I say this right, Justin Plastic's, um Instagram. Um, and I think Steve might have recommended him once before, but I really like his product, and I know it's not, you know, it's at the high price point, but I tell you what, I want to have lightweight buckets so I can order a set of those inserts from him because they're, I just think they're really cool. Like the ones that we were just talking about, the girl in the US that has the GT3 in Rubystone, right? Rhoda, is it, or Rhonda? And she bought the RS style inserts, which we spoke, which I think I spoke about with Steve before, and they come in a little carry bag. Yes. Um, they're really, yeah, they're really such a really impressive yeah. product. And, you yeah. know, the I saw the other day on his Instagram, it came up, there was the Spider. And it had the Bordeaux interior, the Bordeaux spider interior, which is mm. Bordeaux and black. You know, that, that mm. extra option you can tick if you buy a new spider, 4.0 spider. Yeah. And it always normally has the black Alcantara, but it had the, uh, what is it, the 50th anniversary, the houndstooth sort of fabric. Houndstooth. Yeah. yeah. And I like it. I don't think you liked it when I, when I just told you about them, but I actually thought it improved um. the interior. I mean, quality is fantastic. Um, not my cup of tea in terms of color combo, but um, his 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 product is really impressive. Really impressive. Um, Rhoda Bueno is that's it. Is the yeah her her car looks great, and he did yeah. I watched her on unveiling videos when she received his inserts, <clears throat> and then in her car it looks fantastic. Really. It's just- good. Yeah, it's such a cool product. It's just a cool product. Yeah. And like I said, I know I mentioned it before, but I think anyone should have a look at it. The other thing which I think everyone should have a look at, I'm just going to throw this in and I wasn't going to throw it in. Um, and this, this, is kind of, this is sort of due to my, my um, searching that I've been doing in um, my searching that I've been doing in London. And Marco knows about it. I've been looking at, you know, I just do the usual thing. People are going to get sick of this, but I've been searching at 993s. I've been looking at 993s because I thought maybe the 993... And I'll explain to the listeners why. I'm kind of like going out of order here, Marco. But the 993 is, if you get the one 98, 98, 97, 98 model, it's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. 25 years old, you can bring it into Australia. Of course, the Australian government kills you with GST and luxury car tax because, you know, a, a, a 993. And honestly, the only 993 I can see that would be even in my price range Right, which is similar to some of the prices that some of the um, 912s are getting, is the Targa, the hated one, the Targa mm-hmm. in manual. The Targa in manual with the speed line, not the true speed lines, as Steve says, but the speed line wheels. And yeah. there's a few in the UK, they're like 60, they range from like, well, I found one last night for 44,000, but it has 140,000 miles on it. And this was. This was the thing, Marco, that spurred me on because this car, and I didn't send it to you, but this, this 993, which is 44,000, the Targa, which is 79,000 Aussie, which is cheap, right? I don't care. I, yeah. You'll yeah. still make money on that car. You could enjoy, yeah. it in the, enjoy it in the UK for a year. The reason why I'm thinking about this is because it's possible we may have a car park here. I'm not sure, but it, it, it's a possibility. It just depends what happens. Sure. But I just noticed on this guy's site, and he's called Porsche Trimmer, P-O-R-S-C-H-E-T-R-I. I-M-R. 
and he's in Hampshire. And I spoke to um, Paul from Rengineering, who's been on Owner Stories before, is from Hampshire. And I've just spoken to another owner from Hampshire as well, who's a friend of Paul's, who's coming on in a future episode. And this car, this, this turbo that's 44 grand, and I should have sent you the link, Michael. The turbo that's 44 grand has got yep. the sports, the hardback sports seats, which I think if you bought, if you bought a turbo, sorry, if you bought a Targa, you'd have to get mm-hmm. the sports seats because it kind of makes it look cooler. And this car, which I probably don't have to send to you because I don't think it's on piston heads because I found it on on eBay. There were there were a few piston heads. They're quite yeah, popular got, over there. Yeah, I I don't think I have the one that I just found the other day, which is because f- it's not on piston heads, I don't think, and I don't have the link. But it was forty five thousand. But anyway, it has this it has the hardback hardback uh, sports seats, mm-hmm. which are really nice in the nine nine three, and yep. they're in the dove grey color, which I don't have a problem with dove grey. Okay, but they're really shitty. They're like they're like sweat stained and dirty and whatever in this car. But if you look what at Porsche Trimmer, huh? What color was the car? Silver. Silver. Okay. Yeah, silver with um, – I'll send it to you. The listeners can just bear with me while I just get the link. What's the, what's the rest of the interior like? If the seats it, are – It needs some work. Shitty. But okay, it's got a lot well, of miles, but it's only 44. Like I said, it's only 44,000. Yeah, right. A lot of miles and yep. plenty of wear and tear will sort of – Yep. It, it says a lot, doesn't it? Let me just let me just pull it up and I'll show you. Yeah. Okay. So I I couldn't find it. Marco's just found it. Um, it's on Car and Classic. So it's 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 Arctic Silver, I think, right? Arctic Silver. It's got a lot of miles. It looks in reasonable condition. It's a really good price. People in Australia will be saying this is a very good price, even though it is the Targa. And I know Steve hates the Targa, and always the Targa. You know, the Targa. The problem is the roof. The problem with the Targa is the um, the rust around the window on a nine nine three. I guess is a problem. Um, I'm not sure of any engine issues, but people say that engine's pretty bulletproof, the Vario Ram one. I don't know whether it is, Marco. Um, Vario Ram's good. Um, my father-in-law, I don't think his was the Vario Ram, but I do remember him saying that um, if he could, he would have waited for a Vario Ram to come along. Right, right. Um, because it just... The Vario Ram is 97, right? Yeah, it's the last couple of years of the 993, the Vario Ram came in. I'm just trying to think of, yeah, he, he was just saying if you can. Uh, and I, when I was looking for for my Porsche, I was looking at 993s. Yep. And, and yeah, I was sort of trying to look out for a very around, but, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. You know, they're just, there's there's hardly any 993s coming up at all. But, um, yeah, very around is a good thing. Well, in Australia, I think they come up, you know, the 993 Carrera, just a base Carrera. I think I saw one for 230 or something the other day. Yeah. That's how crazy um, it is, which is probably three times what they were worth seven years ago. I don't have any real issues with the Target, to be honest. And this one, just looking at it, it looks quite good with the cup wheels. Yeah. The cup wheels. Yeah. Well, that's what my wife said, actually, what Natasha said. Yeah, she said I'm, those wheels are better. I kind of like the I idea. I prefer the cup wheels. I, I think I could forego the the speed line, entry-level speed line wheels, which come with all the bolts which come on the Targa. Um, Targa, you can only yeah. put 17-inch wheels. Apparently, if you go anything bigger than 17, it's in the manual for the Targa, apparently. The vibration um, could cause the glass to to um, be damaged on the roof. So apparently, you can't put a larger wheel on a 993 Targa. Apparently, it's in okay, the... Okay, because the ride's harsher. Yeah, but see how bad those seats are. Those seats are so bad, right? It's got dove gray seats, it's silver... Um, Natasha said, what if you just got the, you know, 
if that's really cheap, what if you just got the seats done, the front and back seats, right? And then I just happened to come across an Instagram, which I've been on before, which is Porsche Trimmer. And he's just done a pair of the 993 turbo seats. I don't know if you've got his Instagram up and he's in Hampshire. He's done a pair of the turbo seats with the white back and the black with the red stitch. Man, oh man, his quality is amazing. And I've been following this guy for a while um, and he's in the UK. But I tell you what, in the UK, you've got this these abundance of artisans, you know, that do all this stuff. And this guy is like, the seat looks beautiful. Can you see it? I can't bring it up, to be honest. Porsche Trimmer. Yeah, Porsche Trimmer, but it's Trimmer, um, T-R-I-M-P-O-R-S-C-H-E, oh, Trimmer, T-R-I-M-R. And then he's done the sports seats with the hard back, the white ones. So yeah, I thought, oh, maybe yeah, yeah, cool. you can do the seats, you can replace the seats mm-hmm. and you're done. You just got the high mileage. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. Marco knows I've been thinking about it, Steve and I, on the other WhatsApp I've uh, mentioned. I've been trying it, to get I'm... you to pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is my problem. I like, think it's a great idea. Yeah. Is I like there, it. Um, look, you can land it back here, and you know that you're you, you're winning. I don't think I don't think there are any issues. That, you know, I mean, UK import, personal import. It's it's your car anyway, and at that sort of price, wow. I mean, you try and find one here um, in a manual. Targets, there aren't all that many here, are there? No, there wouldn't have been. I don't think there are anywhere near as many as there are. No, in the UK, they're um, a sleeper, and they have to go up. Look at all the other nine nine threes. Look at the price of them; they have to go up. You know, it's a matter of time. I don't have any. Rare. I don't have an issue with the target, to be honest. I, I, I quite like it. The only bones to pick there are the wheels, which is you know neither here nor there. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I quite like them. But you know, Marco, like, and I haven't checked it for this price, but for a for one that costs, there was one at Phil Raby uh, in Arena Red, which I kind of really like the Arena Red with the dove grey interior. And that one was $59.95, yeah, $59,995, 60K. It's sold already. It's gone. And that one landed, transferred to Australian dollars, exchanged to Australian dollars, it's 105000 yeah. It landed, and my, my thought was to keep it here, for, you know, use it and drive to Europe and keep it for like nine months. I shouldn't say all this stuff because people are going to hold me to it, but this is just how I think. I'm always thinking crazy things. Um, and like I said, it's because we may have a car space. So then, you know, but when you say in nine months' time, I decide, okay, I'm going to take it back to Oz, you know, you could either sell it if the prices go up so much or you might be in love with it and you want to bring it back to Oz. If you take it back to Australia, 35000 is how much it would cost you. Mm. So then it goes up to 140 and then you've got to get compliance. So you've got to get, you know, probably the service and the compliance done when you drop it in Sydney. So that's probably another five grand minimum. So you're up to hunt close to 150. I don't think you'd lose money, but I think you'd have to keep it for a few years. I don't think you could get rid of it. And we always know this problem in Oz. And I don't know if you've ever bought a car, a UK car in Australia, but people are a bit hesitant to buy UK imports, aren't they? They are. I, I uh, again, before I bought the or found the Turbo, I was having chats to a guy that was importing one from the UK. Okay. A really good looking car. Really good looking car. Um, uh, very clean, low mileage, but um, you know, it was just, it was just something that I just didn't. I, I thought, look, and it was cheaper. It was cheaper, um, and I knew it was hard to find find one here. Yeah. But yeah, just I don't know. Look, I'm guilty of that as, as well, I suppose. But like I said, if you love the car, if you find a really good car over there, and you 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 love it. You know you're getting a good deal. You get it over here. You don't think about selling it, to be honest. And when no. you go to sell it, it'll sell for 
I don't think you'll look if you lose money, it's because everything else is sort of crashed. You'd like to think that you still break even at that sort of price for a 993. I say do it. And the way I'm thinking at the moment, and you know, I haven't stopped thinking about 912s, you know, because I sent you that one that everyone a lot of people mm-hmm. sent me the other day when it when it came up a lot of people no, no. um we can talk about yeah. that very quickly but you know i haven't stopped thinking about 912 i'm just trying to think of something that if if you're here in uk and you know you're going to be here off and on there's a car space you can you can use it during summer you can use it you know in two if you can get to use it in two summers and then you ship it back to sydney and then you get to enjoy it in sydney and especially if you get to drive it to you know spain or you get to drive it i was in you know after seeing Harry uh, Harry's Garages video when he went to Spain the other day and his um, 930 Turbo S, you know, you yeah. see these roads and you think, man, you could do that. It's not that far away. You know what I mean? When you're in the UK, I f- I, sometimes I forget. I guess I forget how lucky I am being here and, and having that opportunity to do it if you want to. You know what I mean? Nice way to do it in a 993 as well. You'd be pretty comfy. Yeah. Plenty of power. Yeah. So instead of a 912, yes. it makes more sense to have the 993. That's where I'm, that's mm-hmm. my train of thought. You know what I mean? That Tasha mm-hmm. and I do these road trips. We go out, we come back, you know, the space is sort of across the road and it's easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It um, would shoot that. That was, that was the idea. But, <clears throat> you know, I have no money at the moment, so I shouldn't be looking at anything. Um, my wife got a new watch in Dubai, so Natasha got a new watch in Dubai, so <laughs> I have to like be well, a little okay. bit, be a little bit, uh, Careful. You know, I learned how to say the name of the watch the other day. You know, I, I don't know how to say JLC, the actual name. You know, I don't Je, know how to... Jeje Lecoultre. You know how to say Is it. Right? <laughs> Jeje Lecoultre. Jeje yeah, Lecoultre. Le Not Jeje yeah. Lecoultre. That's how I used to no, say it. No, no. Jeje Lecoultre. Yeah. I know a lot of people, when you watch videos on YouTube, everyone just says JLC. I know a lot of people don't even try to pronounce no, it. No, they don't try. No. So, but anyway. So what did she, what did she get? Uh, she got the um, a watch she's wanted for some time. Uh, I don't think I have a problem talking about this. It's a JLC Reverso. Um, it was a bit of a drama, the purchase, though. It mm-hmm. turned into a bit of a drama. Um, we bought it from the Jeje Le Coute boutique in Dubai at the Mall of the Emirates where we were staying. Um, wonderful stuff. Like, the manager there is just amazing guy, like, really nice guy. Uh, we actually bought him a gift afterwards because he was just a really nice guy. But we literally went the evening, we were flying out the evening before we went to the shop. We left it at the last minute. I don't know why. We went to the shop. He had one. And then he's, we're saying, okay, we'll take it. Mm. Gave me a free strap. We got a free strap. Actually, no, it was two days before. Two days before. And the straps are too big. So Natasha had to get a smaller strap. So they got one Mm. from the warehouse. They got it in quickly, which took a day. And then we went back the next day. We're flying out. We went back the next night. We're flying out the next day. So he gets the watch, we're about to pay, and he comes and says, look, there's a problem. The warranty card serial number is different to the watch. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, it doesn't really matter that much. And I went, mm, it kind of does matter. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so I said, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, he said, oh, but I'll yeah. get you a new warranty card. I think he was just trying to get the sale at the time, but then he changed. He said, look, I said, can you see if there's another watch? He checked. There was another one in stock, a brand new one in their warehouse. Um, the day before, it took a day to get the strap. So it's like, well, we don't have a day because we're, we're going to the airport at, at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. He literally like did the calls in the evening. He's sending us WhatsApp, keeping us updated. And it was there at, I think, 11, 10.30 in the morning. They had the new watch um, with the proper serial. Wow. And then he gave us that. Cool. And then he gave Natasha a gift as well because, you know, it was um, because of the hassle. 
Uh, and she's got a yeah. new watch. So she got the reversal, oh, the, du- the duo, the duo face though. So it's got two faces. Beautiful yeah. watch, uh, which is still in the box with the stickers on, and Natasha hasn't oh, worn it as yet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but it's a lovely watch. It's a lovely watch. Is that you rubbing off on her, though? Because I know that you sort of let them sit for a little while and then eventually walk over and start to yeah. get them out. And I mean, it's a special thing. It is, cool. a speci- it is a special thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. She feels a little bit silly because... You don't want to just sort of walk out and strap and just sort of slap it on. Would you do the same? I think I'd be the same. I think I'd be the same. But you're looking for watches, right? You're looking to get something as well. Yeah. My issue is when when I've got some money sitting there for a watch, I end up buying a bloody car. Car. We're going to talk about that. We'll get into cars in a second. So, Marco, what else should we go on? Oh, what about the – let's talk about the news because the news is, was out yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what the specs are of this car. I haven't even seen the specs. But the two things I think we have to mention, we have to mention the, the new Sport Classic. I'm sure you've got an opinion on it. And we have to mention the GT4 RS because we haven't really spoken about that. Just quickly, but um, the New Sport Classic, I watched that um, ad from Porsche, which was on YouTube last night. I think you've seen it as well. Yeah, the Now and, now and Then ad. Yep. Now and Then, theme from Love Story, Where Do I Begin? I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. 1970s song um, and their spiel in the video, as I was saying to Marco, the, you know, the spiel on the YouTube video at the, on the, in the in description was, let us take you back to the 60s and early 70s. A truly pulsating decade full of dynamic change. The 911 Sports Classic recalls these years with its old design highlights as well as its legendary predecessors, the original 911 and the 911 Carrera RS 2.7. Now, I think it's a bit of a stretch them saying it, it harks back to the Carrera RS 2.7. What do you think, Marco? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, the video is sort of um, the video is good. It's entertaining. Um, the Ducktail looks. The Ducktail looks good. I I don't. You know. Look. That, that's that's the that's the extent of the comparison there. I think, especially when they've gone with the the setup and the the engine that they've decided to run with as well. Which I I, I think it's great. What's the engine? So the engine's pretty much a turbo S engine. Body is the turbo body as well, but without the air dams on the side. And I think it'd be great with that engine. It is 30 horse down, I think, 30 horsepower uh, detuned from what the S sits at, mm. and it's rear-wheel drive. That, yeah. that see, I like. Yeah, okay, see, that I, I like. I didn't know that. I haven't researched mm. it enough. But, you know, I like the Turbo S. I like the idea of turbos and Turbo S's now. I like the idea of the 901.2 even Turbo S. Um, mm. But the fact that it's rear-wheel, the fact that detuned a little bit, that doesn't matter. It's so... F- so fast no. anyway, like your turbo so fast. Yeah, 520 horsepower, I think it's got. It's just, it's crazy. So rear-wheel drive, well, yeah, that, I like that. Yeah. That's great. I wonder what yeah. the cost, have they have they released the price? Uh, I think they've got, um, the UK price I think might have been mentioned somewhere. Look, I, I, I don't know, so I won't, I won't sort of, um, it was, yeah, I won't, I won't mention it because I'm not sure. What did you think it was? Cheap. Was it over 200? It yeah, it was over 200. Yeah. Okay, so it's high. It's up there. Look, yeah, yeah I, it's up there. Look, I know a lot of people are going to compare it to the 997, and I think you can compare it to the 997. I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I feel a bit sorry for the 997 owners because it, they had something unique. wasn't going to be repeated. They thought it has been repeated. I think 
Some of us knew that Porsche were going to do this. It's no surprise that it's come out. I like how it looks. Now I know it's a turbo. I like it even more. I think it's a, a very, it comes across as a very usable 911, but a little bit cool, Marco. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's not a turbo S. It's not that, you know, and you see a lot in London, as I've always said, but it's got that little bit of an edge and I like it. And that ad, you know, they really are. And I said to you before, they're really harking back shorts to the seventies, but it almost without saying it, it reminds me of, it does remind me of that early advertising campaign over the 70s and 80s, I think it was, There Is No Substitute. Now, that advertising campaign, people think, started with Tom Cruise, I think, or Risky Business. It didn't. It was started well before that movie. But it kind of like, like how they do with their cars, how they, they you know, everything is about the past. You know, everything they do is related to the past. Look at the, the, the dashboard in the 992 you know, that harks back a little bit to the 70s Porsches, right? It has that flat, even though it's digital. So they're always like drawing from the past, which is what's great about Porsche. I think that video is even the ad and, and the whole idea of it is pushing it even more. But I said to Steve in a previous episode, I think we brought it up. I don't know if we actually talk, talked about it. Even companies like um, B&O, you know, the hi-fi TV people, mm-hmm. they're like introducing... They're doing, redoing their old turntables and fixing them up. You know, that Porsche ad starts with the turntable. It starts with this, you know, that, that it puts you in the time. You know what I mean? And I think what Porsche are doing is really clever. Like they do with that, there is no substitute, which we all know that ad, is there, it's this time machine thing. You know what I mean? It's all, it's still all about that, getting that heritage, getting that feeling, you know, um, getting you in basically. Porsche's, Porsche's great at that sort of stuff. You and Steve have talked about it. Plenty. I mean, they they know exactly what they're doing. They, I mean, it was very, I think it was smarter then to use the turbo and make it rear-wheel drive and manual only as well. Seven-speed manual. Uh, Seven-speed. I think, I, yeah, well, they, I mean, they wouldn't have put the GT3 engine in it. Do, have they, have they done the 997 owners a dis- justice? Um same number of cars, different car. I think Steve. I think Steve mentioned it on our chat, but he thinks, and I kind of agree with him, that the it it sort of suits the nine nine seven better. I think it just suits it. Um, I mean, you know, is it because it's it's an older model? I I just I kind of like it. The Fuchs wheels as well on that. The wheels on the new one. I'm not a huge fan of, but they're sort of trying to tap into that Fuchs look, I suppose, um, or similar to what they did with the 997. Look, there are things on it that I do like, um, but um, a great car, but, um, yeah, I don't I don't like it, absolutely everything on it, but good idea, running the turbo, rear-wheel drive, they've made it different enough. They've made it different enough, and they're appealing to not only the tragics, but to people that, you know, that are just sort of getting into it or might have been thinking of a GT3 Touring and now something like this pops up. I think a lot of people... They'll they'll swing that way. I think some people who have a GT3 Touring order will be seriously thinking, maybe this is a better better everyday car for me. I really do. I think people might... I like the interior. I'm I'm a bit like you. I, I, I think the interior looks really nice. I don't have a problem with the size. I'd have to see it in real life. I haven't seen enough GT3s or Turbo S's on the road to, to know. I, I have seen some Turbo S's. They are big. 
Um, I saw a black one in Sydney actually went past me. It felt like a truck. Um, But I'm like you. I think the only thing that I don't like about the new Sport Classic, the 992, is the wheels. I think the the wheels on the 997 are just perfect. Um, I would mind getting a set of those for my 997, actually. I have... You guys know I've talked about that. I wouldn't mind getting a second set and having those wheels. They're very expensive, but I wouldn't mind getting a set. Um, but I think the wheels are the letdown on the on the car. But you know, maybe they look better in real life. But Porsche's clever. You know, aspirational brands. Yeah. We know everyone wants a Porsche. They make you want it even more. The ad is, I think, really well done. Um, when I first started watching, I thought it was a bit hokey, and then I thought, oh no, it's it's clever. You know what I mean? It's clever. I watched it a couple of times. It's about love. It's about the car. It's about the heritage. It's about you know the feeling, and like I said, I think they do hark back to that that original sort of advertising campaign that they that they used to do. What about the GT4 RS, Marco? Now I watched your favorite channel, Smoking Tire, two takes. I watched his video of it, and the sound is amazing. Obviously, we can't get one. No one can get one except if you spike. What do you think of it? What did you think of the sound? You think it was enough? Sounds fantastic. Sounds great. Um, they've, they've, they've given the Cayman fans what they wanted and the sound, the handling, everything. I mean, you, you watch one review, you watch them all sort of thing by now, cause there's just so many of them out there, but the sound is, is fantastic. I think the overall package is, is great, but, um, there will be very few of us that can say we'll experience it. What's, um, the re- what's the retail in Australia? Do you know? I should have checked. I don't even know. Must be uh, in excess of three fifty. I, I should. Must be a lot. But it's that. While you're looking, it's that airbox, isn't it? It's that airbox behind the back seat. The, the airbox sound. That that <laughs> that feeling and that sound that everyone that has a GT4 will be going. I wish I had the GT4 RS because the sound in the cabin is just amazing. I like how it looks. I like it in that color that Farah had. That gray with the blue wheels, and you know, I think it looks. I think it looks nice. I think it's a great looking yeah. car. That'd be a fantastic car to own. I really like it. I know you're a fan of the GT4 as well. Like I really like the GT4s. The 718s, if we can get a hold of G- 718, a 718 GT4 is, is uh, to me, is like a great compliment to your 996 or to my 997. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think I'd swap my 996 uh, for the GT4, but that yep. was, I mean, it was... It was. I was at the time. I was looking at the 993, pretty hard to get. The 996 Turbo or the GT4. As you know, we were sort of chatting about it, and I was chatting to Steve about it the whole time. Um, GT4 is a great car. I think they sound fantastic. I'd have one alongside the 996, definitely, definitely. They are. I just looked it up. They're just over three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand no options yeah. if you can get one, which the price is, you know, if you, then you start out, to play with a configurator. Yeah, and I played with a configurator the other day on GT4 mm. was on the seven one eight GT4, only because I had a, a another owner on who's coming on who's from the UK who I recorded the other day who's got the um, GT4 in black um, with iron wheels, which looks fantastic. Um, and then I was looking at the price, how much it cost to spec one in Australia if you could get one. I think. With a few options and with the club sport package, Marco, it was about two fifty, two fifty five, and you in know Australia. dealers and de- in Australia, yeah, and dealers are okay. selling them. That was drive away too, and dealers are selling them for more than that because um, I know Scuderia Graziani, Scuderia Graziani, who I bought my car from in Sydney, they have two at the moment, 
they have a black one with the gold wheels, I think, and they have a uh, silver one. The black one with the gold wheels has the seats, and I think they want the lightweight buckets. I think they want two six nine for it. So that's above retail. Wow. Above retail. Have a look on Scuderia Graziani. There's two for sale. Two seven one eights. One's got the comfort seats. Pretty low kilometers on that for that price, though, right? I think the black one's got higher kilometers, but it's more expensive because of the seats and the Aram wheels. Aram wheels, and the other one, the silver one, I think, is a little bit cheaper because it's got the comfort seats. Um, it might have um, ceramics, the black one too. Actually, it does. It has ceramics. It has the same as um, same as Mick, who's coming up on a known stories, who had one, who has one. Um, what else, Marco? Um, yeah, we wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no to a GT4 RS, that's for sure. I think it's a pinnacle. No, they're, they're fantastic. They're great. Actually, I might drop my, um, my, my uh, referral. Yeah, your recommendation. I skipped referral? over Is that. that. My recommendation? Yeah. That point? Okay, we've got Marco's recommendation. I, I skipped over it. And I just remembered I skipped Drum over roll. it. Yep, let's go. Tromwell. Uh, we're talking about it. I did watch the Savage Geese um, video on the GT4 RS, and I've actually watched a few of their videos. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty thorough. Um, I, I, quite, I quite like watching their video, and um, – yeah, I I definitely recommend getting onto their site. Much like Friends Green Porsche, I know that the three of us are fans of what they do as well. <laughs> we are. But uh, yeah, if you of... haven't if you haven't seen it, just jump on their YouTube um, page, Savage Geese. It'll be on there, plus many others. I actually got onto them um, back when I was looking at the nine nine six again. They did a really good video on the nine nine six turbo and speed yellow as well. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, I haven't watched really anything good. else, though. I should subscribe to them. I haven't even subscribed. But I heard someone else. I think I said this to, to you. I can't speak. I said this to you before. I think I heard Jerry Seinfeld recommend them as well. Or somebody recommend. Someone said Savage Geese. Or maybe it was Lieberman. I don't mm-hmm. know. Off one of the other podcasts. Um, definitely yeah. check that out. Yeah, I know. We kind of get stuck in the same rut of watching the same videos, don't we? And YouTube always feeds you up the same thing. And they don't often feed you up different stuff. But there's so much more out there, isn't no, there? No, I mean, we were flooded with the GT4 RS reviews, right? <clears throat> when yes. they first, when they first hit. Um, oh, there you go. Found it. Fourteen thousand Ks. Scuderia Graziani, the black. Yeah, that's the black one. You should GT4 buy that. You should buy that, Marco. Hey, do you want to yeah. talk about? Um, we're kind of, we're kind of going all right here. We're going all right. I mean, it's it's not always easy to do a podcast, and I really, like I said, I appreciate Marco doing this because people think it's easy. It really isn't easy, and you've only got to listen to other podcasts that are out there. There's some, there's some really you know dodgy ones at the moment. So, um, it isn't an easy I'm, thing. Easy thing. I'm to not do. going to kid myself. I don't hold a candle to what Steve can offer. There but, is no, there um, is, look, yeah, there is no substitute, Marco. There is no substitute. No. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so you can sack me now if you like. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about. Um, yeah, so that, you know, like we're going to talk about there is no substitute. It's kind of like when I saw that ad last night, I kind of think it all ties in. But, you know, the whole Porsche thing. And, and I wanted to ask this to Marco and because Marco, you know, and I probably haven't mentioned enough in this podcast, you have the 996 Turbo and Speed Yellow. You, you are a car enthusiast, right? You have a lot of cars. You've had a lot of cars. Um, you're into V-dubs. Um, I don't know what else you have at the moment. BMWs. You have, you have a Cayenne as well, right? You still have the Cayenne or you yes. got rid of it? No, I've, I've still got it. And yeah, I know you're looking at sort of clearing out your cars a little bit and, and you know, maybe getting new ones. I don't know what your plan is. I don't know how much you want to share in the podcast. But 
What do you think about this whole Porsche thing now you've got one? Do you think that there is no substitute thing, this thing that once you have a Porsche, you only are going to have a Porsche is still true or you still think you need the variety? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm biased because I just never, I, I just never thought of Ferrari or Lamborghini or anything outside of Porsche. Um, no substitute. I think within the brand, I'd be happy. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not going to kid myself. I don't have the money to be able to have, you know, uh, a, a GT4 sitting next to a 996 Turbo. Um, uh, look, let's just call it ideal garage and there is no substitute. I'd be very happy if I had a, a vintage Porsche, something like the 996 Turbo, and then, again, a GT4 or a more modern GT3. There yeah. would be no substitute. I wouldn't look look outside of that. You wouldn't? Um, All the other cars no, would go? No, I wouldn't look outside of that. All the Beatles would go? Maybe not, a, maybe not a Beetle. I'd still be tinkering with um, engines and all that sort of stuff on, on a Beetle just because I enjoy that sort of stuff. Um, but I think... I think yes. When when you when we sort of say it, when we say it that way, then I think I'd be very happy with with um, yeah, just a nice vintage Porsche that you can nice sunny day. You got plenty of time. Get in it. You know exactly where you're going. Nice smooth road, and then you've just got one for each occasion. I think I wouldn't want for any other brand to be honest. I think yeah. If it was the 996 only, well, um, I'd be I'd be upset, but I think everything else would go way before I'd give the 996 up. All the other cars would have to go before I'd give the 996 up. So, yeah. And to the listeners that haven't, haven't heard us talk before, and this is the first episode you've listened to, Marco's 996 Turbo is really immaculate. It's, it's a beautiful example, right? It's speed yellow. Um, I love that color, like that color look, you know, that, that time at five in the morning and, and how it changes and, and it looks like a, it looks like a, it's such a heritage looking color and it, 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 it tricks your eye like, you know, like the crayon, like the shark blues, it does, it tricks your eye in, in certain lights. Um, it, it really works well with that, with the 996 turbo shape. Everyone knows that 996 turbos, they were low for a while, but everyone wants a 996 Turbo now. It seems like everyone you talk to with Turbo comes in into mind. Do you know what I mean? And 997 mm-hmm. Turbos, but 996 Turbos. So, what about you? What do you What do you think? What's your take I think, on, on that? I think I'm a bit of a tragic, and and as you know, like I, I spend too much time <clears throat> on my phone, either looking at um, crypto prices, and I spend too much time on my computer looking at Porsches. So it's either this one of the two things. <clears throat> but I'm kind of the same. I mean, I haven't had the amount of cars that you've had only because of where I used to live and I didn't really need a car and financially I didn't have the money to buy one. You know, it's only recently where I've had enough money to spare to buy stuff. So I think it's the same for me. I, I don't really look, I don't really look at other brands. Um, I think if you had to have a, a daily type of car, maybe it, it possibly couldn't be a Porsche, but when it comes to the, to the, um, the grouping of Porsche, the Mark, you know, that sort of, the sports car sort of area we're looking at, I don't think I would stray outside of Porsche now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it, it's all dependent, you know what I mean? And I like, like, I'm like you, I'd like to have a long hood. I'd like to have a, you know, maybe even just a 997 or something, you know, like a basic. 
and then something else. You know what I mean? Like, I really do like the GT2 RS. Open top or something different, yeah. Yeah, the GT2 RS I really like. Um, I like the 911R. People always, we always talk about dream garage in, in owner's stories now. What's your perfect three-car dream, two- or three-car dream garage? And most people say Carrera GT, have been saying Carrera GT. Okay. Um, some people say 911R. I would say 911R. I think the 911R is, it's not forgotten, but it's somehow been forgotten because of the touring and I think the 911R, okay. I think people who picked those cars up, you know, a year ago in Sydney when they dipped have got a bargain on their hands. And I think the GT2 RS is the same thing, Marco. I said, you know, that sort of car, I, I would say yes to a GT2 RS. I think they're beautiful. I've seen them. I think they're an amazing looking car. Um, mm. And I think they've dipped quite a lot too. I mean, they're, you know, I'm talking dipped. They're still 600,000. But compared to what they were selling for, I think you could actually pick that car up and it will it will definitely appreciate and you'd have a great car for life. You know what I mean? GT2 RS is a very special thing. They look yeah. great. They look fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The, the 911R, funny, you mentioned that there was one for sale in Sydney at a dealer and it was close to a million and sold within a couple Recently? of days. Yeah. Recently? I think see, it's I, sold today. I, I think it's that. sold today. So it wasn't up there for long. Okay, see... And I don't know whether you remember this, and I know someone who bought one, and I won't say what state they're in because it'll give it away, but there was three for sale on car sales, and I've said this so many times before. There were 579 to 639. There was three around hovering around the same price. There was white with green, white with red. They sat there for a bit, and this could have been when I was in Bahrain, so it might have been pandemic time, 2020. They sat there for a while, then they sold. And I was saying to Natasha, I said, look, those cars, anyone who buys that car, they're going to double their money because that is too cheap for that car. That is such a special car. And they were selling, when I bought my car from Scuderia Graziani, <clears throat> he had a couple, one that he had covered that he wasn't allowed to show and he showed me. And I think he had, at the time he had 1.1 on it for that car. Wow. So, you know, they've, I, mean, I think he had two or three. I don't know where he gets his cars from, uh, but, you know, when I was looking at his site yesterday, when I was looking at the, the, the GT4s on it, he has... Ferrari 812 Superfast, I think he has like four of them. Like he's got so many cars there that no one else seems to have. I don't know. He must have a really great clientele that he can get the cars from yeah. because seriously, he's got so many cars that are just not found. You know what I mean? They're just not found. But Yeah. Well, the, the, there's a GT2 RS here for you, Michael. Yeah, I know I saw that. 899. Yeah, I know I saw that, 899. <laughs> but there's some on car sales at the so moment. They're in this, car. Yeah, I know. But there's one on car sales, Marco, that's in the early 600s. We'd have to do a three-way, you, me, and Steve. Hey, that's cheap, huh? That's a good idea. We'd have to get our wives to approve that. Yeah, I'll sell, I'll sell everything and I'm in. I think we couldn't yeah. decide who keeps it, who's going to garage it. Probably you. You've got more space. No, no you, can, you can keep it over <laughs> But I think, I think it's true. I mean, I think Porsche, what it is, and, and owner stories, this always comes to the to the forefront. You know, it's like it, it's not just the car; it's the community. It's it's everything underneath that you know that heritage and everything. And and the kind of there is no substitute. You know what I mean? There is no replacement. Nothing is like a Porsche. You know, let's be honest. You know, no one thought the rear engine thing would work. They made it work. It works really well. It's a great feeling. You know what I mean? How is that feeling though when you're in your and I've driven Beetles a long, long time ago, and I can't really remember. I just remember the big steering wheel. But how is the feeling between a Beetle and a 911? 
do you feel that that history there? Do you feel that that cor- that you know similarities or not? I mean, I know it's a lot less power. Um, you know, no, you can't compare them. I mean, with a three, five, six, yes, nine, twelve. Um, no, long wheelbase would be different, and the short wheelbase. No, they they'd be they'd just be too different. Three, five, six. Yes, you can draw some comparisons there. The engine in the nine twelve, of course, um, you know, sounds very much like a Volkswagen engine. Same sort of uh, setup. I won't upset people and say it's the same thing, but same sort of setup. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, with with you know the feel of them and all that sort of stuff. No, no, they they're just they can they're completely different. And again, the three five six. Not that I've driven one. I'd love to drive one. Yeah, me too. Um, and that would probably be the vintage Porsche that I'd have in my garage, to be honest. Um, because just because of my love for Beatles and and just how simple they are, and and the fact that you know I love the three five six as well. Um, I definitely have one of those. You could probably you could probably drive. I mean, if I was to ever drive one, then yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd probably pick up on. A couple of things that felt similar, but I'm expecting much more refined. Would you, yeah. if you got a free three five six, would you hot rod it? Would you make it like a little bit cooler? I mean, PJ in the UK, who's um, classics and classics at the clubhouse. PJ's, you know, doing a lot of stuff to his three five six A with um, flat six jack. I keep noticing yeah. on his Instagram, like the seats mm-hmm. and everything, and it's starting. It looks really cool. Like it really is really cool. Is yeah. the three five six something you think should be kept stock? original or you think it's a car that just wants to be hot rodded a bit like stick a 911 engine in it like the ones we saw at um at the duck and whale event um first and foremost i think do what you like it's your car yeah um i do like the i do like like the hot rod um look i also like i mean if you if you're buying a very clean 356 i wouldn't as much as I like the hot rod, hot rod scene and look, I wouldn't be changing it up all that much. But if it's a project, I say do what you like. I, I you know, I quite like them sort of ratty. I, I'm trying to think of yeah. the Instagram handle. Um, there's a guy, I don't know where he is. Um, I think he's in Europe somewhere. And he's just, it's just like a barn find. And he drives the, he drives it just as he found it, which I think is really cool you know yeah i, I, like I that. love i love oh yeah i love that and that's again just coming from you know me being involved in all air cooled and the air cooled scene and all that sort of stuff so yeah you just you you know everybody's got their own flavor and you know i think it i think it works i haven't seen your v-dubs i haven't seen your beetles or your um you don't have a bus do you? you have a truck right the van yeah i've got a combi a dual cab ute. Dual cab ute. So not a bus, but it's a ute. Yeah. But do you mod? Do you mod? Do you mod the Beatles and and the ute? Do you slam them? Do you put them like you know? Do you do the wheels and slam them down? That look. Yeah, you I prefer that? that look. Um, Are you yeah, into that I'm look? not into Beatles for their <laughs> <laughs> for their um, for their standard look. That's for sure. No, no, no. I I like playing around with them, lowering them, and and getting big engines in them, and beefing the brakes up, and just making them. Making them look like something they're um, probably not supposed to be. Yeah. Know, and surprising people. 
But don't you when, have a favorite engine? Haven't you got your favorite engine that you've hold, held on to? Or is that a secret? Yeah, that's that's in the combi. Yeah, that's a that's it's just, it's a one point nine liter engine that I I was a part of building. Oh Jesus, fair few years ago, it was thirteen or fourteen years ago, and that's still with me, um, and still going strong, knock on wood. But uh, it's fun. It's fun. You learn so much. Because you're so handy, much. right? You're very mechanical. Steve's mentioned this before. He always makes a point. Marcus, you know, knows what he's doing. To a point, I'm not. I'm not going to make out like I'm pro. And I, I have a go, which I think many Volkswagen heads, you know, they. It's just something that you do. They're just so simple, and you sort of think, well, if I'm going to practice yeah. on something, you practice on those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more the tinker and make it your own type. I think. So I'd, I'd probably prefer a 356 that way, but um, nothing wrong with a nice, clean, original 356 as well, that's for sure. Yeah, I think a 356 would be SC. 356 SC, that's what I'd like. Yeah, that'd be great. 912s are good as well. And a 912 as well. Like I said, I haven't gone off the 912s. Yeah, 912s are great. Everyone sent me that 912, like a lot of people, and I say thank you, because, mm. but a lot of people sent me the same car, the one that's come up in Sydney. It's in a beautiful color, blue. You look a little bit closer, it's a bit rough. Um, I thought the price was, there's a, I think it's, I don't know what year it was. I can't remember, 68, is it? Um, it's 79,000 Australian. I thought the price was okay. Marco and Steve thought I was crazy. Um, it needs a lick of paint. Um, just don't hose it too hard, as Marco said. What do you think of that That as a project, <laughs> Marco? Don't use a pressure washer. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with the polish. Yeah. Um. Oh, look, I don't... It seemed to read okay. He seems to have done a bit of work on it, though, when you read the description. Yeah. I, um, look, it was it was okay. I just think the, the price was probably too high. I think if you pick that car up for a better price, knowing that, you know, you're still going to sink a fair bit of... Well, once you start digging, then, you know, where do you stop? Yeah. It's, that, it's that old rabbit hole, and you've got to allow for that, I think. I don't, you know, I don't want to sort of crap on anybody's car or ad or anything like that. But, no, um, no, no. Not at all. I just, if I was considering it, I'd, you know, I, I just want to pick it up for a good price. I think, just allowing for, you know, me really getting into it and digging, and doing it all properly, restoring it properly. Yeah, look, I think it looks okay. I, I looked at it and I thought, mm, that's okay. Seventy nine. That's the same mm. price as the target that's just come up in the UK though. Forty four, forty five thousand pounds is seventy nine thousand Aussie. Um, £45,000 is about the price 912s go for in the UK. Um, you know, some people got them at 30000 a couple of years ago. I think those ones that were 30000 are about 50000 even not restored. What scares me is I watched TGE on YouTube the other day mm-hmm. when he was going through the costs of his 912 that he spent on it already. And, man, you, you know, you have to go in there eyes open and – I know that um, Pierre at Atlas said this to me with with air, you know, air cool cars. You know, you pick them up, but they cost a lot to do a. If you find rust and you start painting and you start digging, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And I think even TGE, TGE's video, and he wasn't doing that much yet, but he's going to paint it as well. He's already spent a lot of money for that car, which he paid thirty thousand pounds for. Um, he did you know, a fair bit of work on that as well through yeah. Rent Design, was it? Yeah, I think he's done some Is through. Uh, that was the Targa. Yeah. I think he's taking it to Rent to get it. I think Rint are going to do the respray of the body. They're going to do the body for him, um, okay. Brian at Rint. But it's, you know, it's you're sinking money into it. Um, I think as a base, if you've got a large sum of money to spend, I think that blue one you could actually make it okay. 
Um, I don't know about prices. I just look at the UK prices at 912 because hardly any of them come up in Sydney or in Australia. So I thought yeah. price-wise it's about in par with Aussie uh, UK prices. So maybe that's how he's priced it. You have to be, you have to be careful. Yeah. Oh, look, it's sold apparently. It's on hold. So it go. might have sold. Um, so congratulations to the guy, you know. Um, yeah, thanks, Jerry Seinfeld. Somebody, um, you know, has obviously liked it and picked it up for, you know, full asking price or whatever it was. But you've just got to be really careful. It depends on what you want to do. Look, you could quite easily drive the car the way it was. And, I mean, people can't sort of see what we're talking about now. But just in general, when you when you look at an old classic car, yes, yeah, some of them have been sun-kissed and all that sort of stuff which is fine and you can drive them the way they are as long as there's no serious rust in under them and and through the body you know you can sort of keep it the way it is and they you know they call that or volkswagen scene and hot rod yeah. scene call that the rat rat look the ratty right. look the rat look yeah um which is you know it's fine but if you are looking at you know starting to dig into it it's it's a proper rabbit hole you've you've um but I have deep pockets. I think it's okay if it's, you know, an heirloom and you've been handed this car and you sort of think, you know what, I don't, it's not about what I'm going to spend. I just want to do it right. Um, yeah. Then you're fine. You just, you've got to be okay with it. Set a budget and then double it. <laughs> what about with your V-dubs though? Have you had any surprises where you, you've started doing a restoration on a Beetle and you thought, man, I've got to give this up. This is going to be way too much money and just flip, flipped it in the middle of the project or you just, you always see it through? Um, no, well, there was one, there was a single cab ute that I'd picked up and it wasn't so much that it was a, like, it was nowhere near a basket case. It was just, um, where I was at my, my position and I just didn't have time and, and, um, you know, money sort of had to go elsewhere. And I actually, this is, this is sort of what ended up happening. I think I, we chatted about it in the owner stories. Um, I ended up buying the dual cab because I, I could just see how much money I would be pushing into the single cab yeah. and the time it would take for me to get it to where it was at. And I, you know, I bit the bullet and thought, well, look, I might as well outlay the money now and get a better car. Um, so I did, you know, and, and it was turnkey, got straight in it and started enjoying it. You know, it didn't have to, um, you know, get through any sort of, restoration and wait on it for a year and i mean you hear some horror stories of people waiting um you know a year or two years for their car to make it out of paint and panel yeah i know it's um, crazy. but you know there are great repairs out there that obviously don't take that long but, Absolutely. Um, yeah Stephen from sydney he's um he's got the 912 the red 912 yeah, the, hot rod. the hot rod engine mm. I, I mean that car looks that car looks really good if you find something like that then you know, I mean, he had to work on the engine, which is fine because he can now just put his own. He hasn't got it though, yet, on has what he? he wants on the engine. Hasn't no, I don't think he's though. got it yet. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's a really clean car, and yeah, you start off well, you finish the engine off. Um, you know, he had. I think he had quotes, but you can get you know, roundabout sort of quotes on what engine would sort of cost, and you you do it your own way and body cars good. You're halfway there, I think. You know, if you can find a a better car, um, that's the way I'd be going. I'd be putting more money down and just finding a, a better car to start with instead of 
just you know it just it gets tiring it, it does get tiring. It does, but that 912 that Stephen got is a really good example. I mean, that was Xander's, yeah. Xander's car from Boys Own Garage, and Xander gave it up. Um, he'd already did a lot of work on it. It needed the engine to be replaced. That engine that, that Stephen's getting done in, I don't know if Stephen's probably listening, but that engine that Stephen's getting done in uh, Adelaide by that, I can't remember the name, Jam Motorsports, I think it's called, um, looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Like it's a beautiful looking engine. You know, they've done a great job on it. It's going to be a fantastic yeah, car. Really impressive. Absolutely yeah. fantastic car. He's, yeah, he'll be so happy with that thing. Yeah, it's very special. You know, the, the, yeah, the car's, the car's well sorted. Looks really clean. Now he's got the engine that he wants. I think just going that way makes sense. But it costs money. And that's money. after being, yeah, well, that's after having chased, you know, cars through panel shops and then to trimmers and then. Um, you've really got to have a lot of drive to see it out, I suppose, you know. Um, so now, look, I'm in, in my position, I sort of try and look for a, a better car to start with and just do it that way, you know. You'll end up spending similar or more money um, yeah. chasing it the other way. So what about, um, <clears throat> do you want to talk about the the one you got rid of recently or you want to skip on that? Yeah, we'll skip on that. We we can probably chat about one I bought in the last couple of days. Oh, what have you bought? So what new cars are oh, hang on? on, what, the, on what, I want to ask you a question. What new cars have you added to your garage that are in your garage at the moment that you didn't have when I left Sydney? Marco. Huh? No comment. Um, <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> about the one that I did pick up in the last couple of days. Because I saw I saw a car in the photo yeah. that you took of your yeah. turbo. And in the background, I can see something that looks like a Fiat in the background corner. And I didn't know you had a Fiat. And it's not a normal Fiat. It didn't look like a normal Fiat. Is that a new acquisition? Uh, yes. It's grey. Yeah, I saw the grey colour in the corner and I thought, hang yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's a little... Um, I was looking at those because they're good value and they look like fun cars, especially the, um, the ones that start with A. Yeah, I call it the little fart machine. It makes a lot of noise. It sounds great. So that is a new one? Uh, it is. Yeah, that's a 595 a bath. Oh, They're good very fun. nice. They're great. Yeah, yeah. They're good fun. Um, bit of a backstory. I've got, we've, we've got the KN um, and I'm sort of looking at selling that because we've, we've surplus to needs. We've just got, we've got another bigger, well, big family car as well. So we sort of don't need both of them. That will go. And I'm sort of thinking, well, it'd be nice to get a little run around and, yeah, it's a great little car. Good How does fun. it handle? How does it handle? Have you taken it down to the um, your favourite road down to that? What's that? Whiten's Ferry. No, <laughs> no, no. It's just been it's it's done a lot of running around, so it's good to look. I think it'd be great to hoon around with as well if you find a good road. But um, yeah, they're good, good fun, good yeah, little the run five around. Five's a great one. I like yeah, them. Sound I, really good. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, surprises people. They um they hear all this noise and then they see this little tiny car making handles all the noise. Well. Yeah. Yeah. What year, is really it? what year is it? Sorry, Michael. It's a twenty eighteen. Oh model. nice. Nice. They're yeah. good. I like those. And like yeah. I said, you can pick them up all yeah. right. Nice little bucket seats. They're pretty good. I was actually getting to the point I thought that was your um you bought a car for your daughter. That's what I was thinking of. Uh well yeah that's what that's what sort of got that ball rolling. That's a good one to start with, that's for sure. Well, that's yeah. a good first car. Yeah, she's pretty happy. <laughs> she's that's, pretty a great, happy. that's a great first car. Yeah. All right, Marco. Um, what else? But yeah, so 
I mean, we're, we're chatting about this whole project thing um, and Casey projects. I I bought another Beetle. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought another Beetle. This one is pretty, pretty special. It's an earlier model, oval window, and it's got a nice big engine in it. The owner, I actually knew the owner, and he was he's as fussy as I am. Okay. Um, so I mean, I I've got a I had a I still own the '61 Beetle, but it was just it's original, and if I want to hot rod that, I sort of feel bad, and I just don't have the time. So it's just exactly what I was saying just before about the 912, and I sort of thought, well, this popped up, and I thought, well, I'll um, cut to the chase and buy something that's dumb, and then you know. If I were, I mean, when I was younger, I'd, I'd give everything a go, but now it, I can just sort of see it makes sense going that way. That's why I think you should, you know, the 912 thing. I'm going to bring this up because I can, uh, it doesn't surprise me that you've, you've got this Beetle because I'm not going to mention what it is, but Marco had a car. It was really low kilometers. I never saw it. I've seen photos of it now. It was special and he gave it up just recently, he sold it. Is that what spurred you on to get this? Beetle, that you had to give up something that you knew was really unique and really like, you know, was that what it was? Um, <laughs> it was, right? No. It was. <laughs> it was. No, yes and no. Like I, I yeah, yes and no. I, I sold it because um, I just, I thought it was time. And like I said, the KN's going as well. So I've got some, you know, yeah. I had plans to start to sell off a few of them and yeah, look, the money was burning a hole in my pocket and this popped up and I thought, well, not often do you get a car like this, you know, so I, I bit the bullet and thought, well, there you go. So, yeah, look, I, and, and I, I said to my, I said to my, I said to my wife, um, you know, I'm quite happy to let go of the, the other Beetle and the dual cab as well. Anybody out there listening that's interested in any of these cars? Are you going to sell those? Are you going to sell the, those two as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slowly. Send Marco a DM. What's your Instagram, Marco? <laughs> Slowly. Um, M.Porsche.G. Uh, but no, just, just kidding. But they, they, will have to, they will have to go. I've got to be real. I've got to Makes sense. To Makes sense. You still got some great. And just, yeah, just keep the cars that I'm you know, that really give me that buzz. Yep. Sounds um, good. Yeah. And the yeah. car that gives the biggest buzz is Marco's 996 Turbo. Uh, Marco took me for a bit of a quick spurt. Yeah, we never never really asked Took you me about for that. a quick What'd spurt. I recorded it. I didn't put it on um, Instagram. I kind of was thinking about it and I didn't. It was great. It's It's got some pull, I tell you. it's It pulls very, very fast. Um, and I said to Marco, I did actually say to you in the car, it feels... And no offense to Steve's GT3 or GT9 and 7 GT3s, but it kind of feel more planted or something. I don't know why it felt more planted. I think I said that to you. It felt different to the GT3. But man, yeah. there's so much power there. I mean, they're a great car. And you know, anyone that thinks the 996 interior isn't good, they're wrong. When you actually sit in a 996, and you and I've said this before, <clears throat> like Tasha's old boss that had the career for, it feels good inside. It feels as good as being in a 997. It doesn't feel, you know, any any less or whatever, the, t- the interior is still fine. Yeah, it's different, but it's a great interior. And that car of yours is, is fantastic. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, that was what my one gripe with the 996 was the interior. But like you said, 
you find a you sit in it and if it's if it's in good condition you just you love it you don't yep. really i just didn't think about it anymore to be honest it, yep. i'm happy i'm happy you just need the inner door sills and leather and you'll be done that's all you need mm-hmm. chase those <laughs> <laughs> i know a guy marco yeah i think that's it let's end it it's okay. over hey um okay. thanks for doing it today I know it's uh, not always easy these podcasts, but thanks for uh, thanks for doing it. It's evening there in Sydney. You've got your beer, your wine, your gin, your vodka, whatever it is there. What is it? My bourbon. Your bourbon. <laughs> Close. I eventually get there. <laughs> All right, Marco. Fantastic, mate. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. And so the listeners should DM me if they want to hear more of Marco on the podcast because Marco's got plenty of time for a bit. So. <laughs> We didn't even talk about the celebrity slap. We've gone no, through the we didn't. Pod and didn't even talk about the celebrity slap. I avoid all that Bummer. stuff. Next time. And the plastic watches? How about the plastic watches? Well, <sighs> the queue in Dubai wasn't that big. There was a queue at okay. the, at the um, Swatch store in Dubai and Mall of the Emirates. I went past and it wasn't that bad. So I don't know. Yeah. The rest of the world was I thought Sydney was pretty bad. Okay. Finish on that point. The Swatch watch is Swatch Group own Omega. Mm-hmm. Swatch did the Omega Speedmaster. I have an original Speedmaster, a 70 Speedmaster. I think it's a mistake. I think that they're kind of bastardizing their brand a little bit. Um, I can see why people want them. I don't understand how they can be sold on eBay for ridiculous prices. But then I don't understand as well when I heard someone's podcast the other day and someone else, my, my nephew told me about this because he does it on eBay every now and again, sell, buys and sells games, <clears throat> that a game cartridge of Zelda unopened sold for 850000 US dollars. Wow. And if you do a search for really? it, it actually did sell for eight hundred and fifty. An unopened cartridge of Zelda, whatever, Nintendo cartridge sold for eight. Hundred and fifty thousand US dollars. So anyone that thinks that Porsches are crazy prices, do a search and look at game cartridges from the eighties or nineties. Because mm. honestly, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. What's happened to the world? And those Swatch watches, Whoa. the Omega, the Omega Speedmaster Swatch, whatever you call it, that Moon Swatch. Is it true that some of them are selling more than a Speedmaster? Like they're selling on eBay for like eight thousand? No, no. Not that I've seen. No. Okay. Not that I've seen. No. I'm not a fan, um, Marco. Are you a fan? I'm not I a fan. I say sell. I say sell your Zelda games and buy a Porsche. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, no, I'm. I'm not a fan. Um, no, I'm not a fan. No. For three hundred odd dollars, I think yeah, it's great. But um, you know, when you jump on eBay and you're desperately looking for one and paying, I mean, here I think they're at the. Eighteen, nineteen hundred dollar mark, something like that. Too much. Nah. It's a swatch watch. Nah. You know, even at four hundred yeah, is nah. enough. You know, look, yeah. I bought, I bought the the Casio Oak, you know, the Casio Oak watch that looks like the you know Royal Oak, the black one, the yeah, stealth one. one. I've got yeah. one as well. They're good fun. Yeah, yeah, I bought one of those. But you know, I returned mine. Mm-hmm. I sent it back. Okay. And the reason why right. I sent it back is I like how it looks. I couldn't mm-hmm. read the time. Like on the map. Was it all black? Was it the all <laughs> the black? All black one. Yeah, that's the one I that I had. I couldn't see it. I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I can't see it. And then for me, it was the weight on my wrist. It felt really light. Like it didn't feel like okay. I had a watch on. Mm. And it was like, mm, I was umming and ahhing about it. And it was, I bought it directly from Casio UK and I thought, ah, I'll just return it. So can all these plastic watches and 
sell your Zelda games by a portion of Jeje Le Coultre. Is that what we're saying? By Tudor. <laughs> by Tudor. That new Tudor watch Tudor. is actually quite good, I thought, the Explorer copy. Um, it's not bad, the new one. Maybe you should get that one, Mark. The Explorer one. copy? The one that looks like the original um, Rolex Explorer that they've just released at Watch and Wonders. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Have a look. It's actually good. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got the metal bezel. It's actually good. I would, mm-hmm. if I didn't have two tutors already, <laughs> I would get one. Their Chrono Pandas are good. Yeah. But they're, um, you need they're to try it on. Value. You need to try yeah. the Chrono Panda on because oh, it's, really? it's a okay. very thick watch, quite heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I put it on right. my wrist, it didn't feel right. I tried one on. I could have. I could have bought one in London here, and I didn't. And I liked it, but then it didn't feel right on my wrist. I don't know. Maybe no. I'm fussy. I am fussy. I can never make up my mind. No, I've got the money for one of those. I'll buy a car. No me. Absolutely. All right, mate. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Marco. All right, everyone. Um, it was good. It's good to have Marco here. Where's Steve? Where's Steve? Um, all, right. Steve. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. We need to you. <laughs> Steve, where are you? We should have phoned him in. I could have phoned him in. I've got this, this uh, Zoom thing now. I could have phoned him in. I could have done what like other podcasts yeah, do. It, it really it would have been a sense of <laughs> um, positive. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to Porsche Cooled. Um, bye for now.